0: Thanks for joining us today as you listen to a portion of a message recorded at Vine Life Church in Boulder, Colorado. If you'd like to connect with us further, you can visit us online at www.vinelife.com.
1: Thank you for sharing that, Dennis. Um, a lot of wisdom in there. So Bob mentioned this earlier. You know, the, l- Culturally, there's these caricatures of, of being a man. And so typically, if you watch any TV... The the father of the house is usually the bozo, just the dum-dum around the house, you know, totally aloof. Just, he's the comic relief on the show. Like, that's actually why they put him in. He's like, he's going to make everybody laugh because he's just kind of, you know, he's just kind of aloof. So, the other side of the spectrum is we have different caricatures of manhood of super macho. Like, you have to have this, 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 and this together, and, and you have to look like this. You have to make this much money, and you have to demonstrate strength in this kind of way. Now, what's interesting is when we kind of contrast, when we square those up against the life of Jesus, you know, Jesus revealed something about what what manhood looked like, what sonship looked like, even what fatherhood looked like in, in, in the spiritual sense. <clears throat> How would you guys— um, what, you know, what some, What are some of those societal things that you felt yourself? And what have you learned about Jesus, from Jesus, about what it means to be a father or a man?
2: All right. I'll go. All right. Um, uh, I, I think... One of the challenges is thinking about the concept of strength, uh, and uh, I've thought about this a lot over the years, and uh, what it means. Uh, one of my favorite verses is uh, from Joshua 1, nine: Be strong and courageous. Uh, you often see that in a lot of places. It's also in 1 Corinthians 16.13. Uh, uh, be, be men of courage, be strong. And strength gets caricatured in our society in two ways. It's either caricatured as strength that's not offered, so strength unused, uh, shying away or just not being able to have anything to offer, or strength that's abused, strength that's offered too much or inappropriately or aggressively in ways that, are, that can be hurtful. Um, but that doesn't mean that strength is bad. Strength is, I believe that God has called us as men and particularly as fathers to use our strength well. And it's not just physical strength. In fact, it's most often not physical strength. It's strength of character, it's strength of emotion, it's strength of intention, it's strength of action. And one of the books that really struck me is uh, Larry Crabb wrote a book called The Silence of Adam. And it's very fascinating because he says, in the beginning, in the Garden of Eden, uh, when Eve took the apple and ate of it, she then handed it to Adam, who was right there next to her, and he ate of it. And as I unpack that, and Larry Crabb unpacks that, the question is, okay, why didn't he rise up? Why didn't he say, time out, wait a minute, I think God said something about this, or I'm going to take this rock and smash this serpent, or uh, maybe we should just run. He checked out. His silence created that sin in there. He sinned in his silence, and so his strength unused was sin there. And as a man, and particularly as a father, the the pressure to check out, the yeah. pressure to not engage is there. The pressure to be like, there is chaos in my house.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm just going to hide behind my computer, or I'm going to go hide behind, and, you know, in the olden days is hide behind my newspaper and maybe, you know, what whatever. But I, I don't want to engage. It, yeah. The pressure is there. And and I think the call for men, uh, uh, not just fathers, but for all men, is to bring your God-given strength to bear in the situations that you find yourself. Sometimes that means speaking. Sometimes that means action. Sometimes it means inaction, but in inaction like Jesus saying, I have the full power of heaven that I don't have to go to the cross. I don't have to accept yeah. this, but I'm choosing to do this. Like, yeah. Jesus on the cross was not strength unused. It was yeah. a powerful picture Come of on. strength used. And so as men, we need to be willing to do that. And what we find is there's this, I believe that God has wired the universe together with this very simple rule. When you bring your strength to bear, you grow stronger. When you shirk from bringing your strength to bear, you grow weaker. Wow. It's as if something in our souls either becomes more or becomes less. And so the challenge that I have, and then particularly for all you men, but it really is universal, is when God is calling us to speak into something, or to act into something, or to engage with our families, or engage at work, or engage at church, or it's some way to step into that. And through that, we will actually grow stronger.
1: Yeah. Really good, Dan.
0: yeah and for myself along those same lines it's it's the means of simply making the decision to you know so often there's that level of of not engaging but making that decision to invite or, yeah. or 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 just create the opportunity step into it and and there's this level you know for myself of of passiveness of i don't i don't have the answer or this is too uncomfortable so I'm choosing not to and there therefore I don't have the emotional experience or the relational experience and it's it's a level of lack instead of a level of opportunity mm-hmm. and, and and so re, you know simply praying with the kids reading with the kids engaging with Jen and and having that choice to say yes or no you know when 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 Evan approaches me and do I tell him yes or do I tell him no? What, what's the majority of my response? Well, no, because it's inconvenient for me rather than whatever it is, te- using it as a teachable moment either to father him or make a decision. You know, he's making this decision so he then can learn, grow, and develop. But by me saying no it's shut, it shut down, you know, mm-hmm. right there. If I say yes, you know, like in the video, you want to jump out of the, the tree in the bungee cord, <laughs> yeah, do it, you know, see, uh, and, and see what the results are. And, Jen, and Jen's super and, excited and then about that. from there, that. you know, give, give the process, step into the process yeah. rather than being able to simply say no, I, this, you know, selfishly.
1: Yeah. Do you find when you're feeling that Ryan, or maybe others, like if you're feeling that tension, do you find it's helpful just to even acknowledge that with your wife and kids, and just kind of create open a space and say, "Listen, I'm I want to say yes, but I'm not I'm not feeling it right now. Like, Daddy's pretty tired, or I'm, this is how I'm feeling. I mean, how, how how has it been as far as opening up a, a space to to be honest with?
0: Yeah, you know? and I mean, again, I, I commend my wife because it, like she is that person of to push, yeah. you know. If if it was left to me, it would you know, it would yeah. I'd still be standing in the same spot. Yeah. Because it's convenient, you know, yeah. but it's that level of yeah. go, do it. Yeah. You know, acknowledge. Yeah. And and the means of it's uncomfortable, it's, you know, yeah. all that. And, and and so um but once you do it, it then becomes more right familiar or you know, like the, that initial awkwardness yeah. Um, it's it's a, yeah, it's, exactly. a retrain. it's, it's retraining. Yeah, exactly. It's strengthening, it's growing. As much as it is the kids and, and the greater relationship, it's also self. Right. So, um,
1: yeah, and going yeah. back to what Dan was saying, you know, like I think it's not just a retraining. How do I get myself to be better? It's a, God, if this is what you've called me to be as a husband or a father, help me to, to believe that for what you believe about me. Help me believe that for myself, you know.
2: I want to briefly add to what Ryan said, because I think there's something there that's really important, which is to have people in our lives that we can have that open and openness and honesty. And uh, often it's our spouses, but it doesn't need to be. I mean, you might be, uh, maybe you're divorced now and you don't have that connection, or maybe you're a single parent, or maybe you're not a parent and you're just single. Uh, you still need to have that Someone that you can have that connection with, that you can introspect in that and say, wow, I'm like you said, I, I'm not feeling it. Do I need to do something about that or is this the situation? I mean, to unpack that with people is so important because if we're just trying to unpack it on our own, particularly as men, I think we can all relate to that. A lot of times we're going to just fall back into that passivity, that check out
1: yeah. posture. yeah.
3: I think it's really important, too, to fight against the shame and the fear of failure that we were talking about earlier, to have the ability to vocalize the um, the place where I don't feel like I can do this right now. I don't feel like I have what I need to be, who you need me to be, who you want me to be. And just be able to say that and get it out on the table and then get encouraged by brothers or your wife or, yeah. you know, whoever that is. Yeah.
4: Um, I know... In my my life, uh, the scripture says one can chase 1,000 to 10,000. And it has been, we're talking about be strong. and Really, our strength is the Lord, right? Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Yeah. And that comes through walking in the light. And I've been blessed to have spiritual fathers who understood accountability in a relational sense. And um, I have... Had people in my it's it's funny when I was younger I had lots of spiritual fathers now that I'm getting older it, it, some of them are dying off you know I, I have to face the, the that it's getting a little the atmosphere is getting a little rarer there but I have always by the grace of God chosen to have someone and you don't do this lightly you know there's yeah. things where people talk about oh you know I've seen the, the pendulum swings too far about transparency <laughs> I mean there's a kind of fleshly transparency where there's not wisdom that it doesn't help but I've had people who have I've established a relationship with who and we have these commitments that on a moment's notice no matter what's going on I have the freedom to call them on the phone and I've had especially related when when you get into ministry situations um, I'm not one of these believe, people that believes oh you know the more you know the more power the more you're a target but there is a truth to that if you're effective in the kingdom there there will be those times and I can think of some times where it was extremely, extremely difficult, and I was wavering. And I would, I would get on the phone, and I would make the call, because if we walk in the light as He is in the light, the blood of His Son cleanses us, yeah. and then there's a strength and authority. And I, it's been very interesting because even if I'm being tempted in areas where I know my, you know, the past weaknesses and the enemies coming back to tempt me. Um, and I'm faced with situations, it's been very interesting. It's become a pattern. It's almost, fun isn't the right word because the situations is serious, but to where I will call these people in intense situations and I'll say, and all I have to do is say, this is what's going on. And let's say, okay, we'll pray. And by that very act of bringing it into the light, yeah. literally, sometimes within 30 seconds, all the oppression and pressure left and it was gone. Not always, but many times that fast because that's the power of the Lord's strength. Yeah. And so that's another thing relationally. God is, I mean, everything about God is relational. And I found that,
1: sorry, yeah.
4: this has been such a, excuse me, but this has been such a, a vital thing in my life to have those relationships that I can trust, that I can call on a moment's notice. And that vulnerability, and they understand that, and, and there I'm there for them too. Yeah. And so I just find that that's a very strong thing. And then that's, and that's where it says, when I'm weak, I'm strong. It's, it's that weakness, recognizing the weakness without Christ, then we become strong, and it draws that strength. Yeah. And that,
2: that's so good, because I think society has the picture of, you know, that old song, uh, I am a rock, I am an island, that a man, uh, I need no one. And that is so untrue. That is so untrue. And if you... Are listening right now and you feel like you're alone, first and foremost, you're not. God is here with us yeah. and is with you, but secondly, you're surrounded by a host of people who are cheering you on and fighting for you, and like like you said, Dennis, to, to find those people that you can invest in them and have them invest in you, because society says you got to make it on your own, but that's just not the way it works. I mean, God is Trinity. He's, yeah. he, he's modeled that it is a relationship, and it is through interactions with others. Yeah,
1: so.
3: I, think, I think this also ties back into the strength and the identity place. Um, you know, I've had this phrase running through my head the last couple of days: "The best sons make the best fathers," and uh, the best doesn't really speak to quality there; it speaks to just um, dependence. Uh, because sonship is a place of dependence on somebody else on your father uh, john five nineteen says very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself; he can do only what he sees his father doing because whatever the father does, the son also does, and um, as fathers as mothers as humans as children of God, uh, everything in our identity comes back to that place of dependence on the father and um that's where we find our strength in everything that we do in life and um the amazing amazing news is that sonship uh isn't a destination it's a journey and you can get on that journey anytime Uh, so if you're in this room feeling like how can i be a father i was never a son well jump on
1: yeah so good yeah and I, i think you know dennis what you were talking about um moment ago about different dynamics of, we, I mean, we're using this phrase called spiritual fathering, which is not a phrase you're going to hear in, like, any other sphere of life. I mean, it's kind of a bizarre thing when you think about it coming in until we recalibrate to see that, oh, that's how, you know, that's that's what God is up to on earth. He's about spiritual family, sons and daughters being seen and loved and known and heard. and, um, But, like, you know, for, assuming that in this room a lot of us maybe haven't had that modeled well before us like I, I'm guessing a lot of people don't don't know what they would say if they were asked like do you have a spiritual father or spiritual mother they might like I don't know I don't know if I do or not or have, do you have anybody under your wings that you're trying to you know that you're trying to do that for um in terms of like understand better understanding of how to get you know how do get started what are we looking for both in the relationships you know to receive from spiritual mothers and fathers, and how do we get started by taking those around us and um, calling them up into who they are in Christ? How would you encourage those of us in the room that want to want to take a first step into some of this?
2: Uh, I think it's a posture of willingness and openness to start. Um, I think it's sort of your spiritual eyes open, saying, God, uh, I, I want a spiritual mother father, or I want to be a spiritual mother or father. And so from that position of acknowledging that, um, having your eyes open to the opportunities, uh, because God will surprise you. Yeah. Uh, you know, things will, suddenly you'll see someone in a new light, or you'll meet someone, and if you have that posture of, I'm thinking about spiritual fathering or mothering, yeah. um, suddenly then you can see the opportunity there before you.
1: So would you go up to somebody and say, hey, I'd like you to be my spiritual son? Would they run away no, from you? No, would, uh...
2: <laughs> they might. And I want to, to tell you a story about that. Um, uh, in college, uh, <laughs> I was involved in the, in the college ministry uh, there on campus, campus ministry. And uh, there was a guy there that was uh, a friend, not a, not a really close friend, but a friend. And I was uh, dating him, my uh, high school girlfriend at the time. She had... Uh, went to the East Coast, basically followed me to, to a different school. And uh, he, for whatever reason, thought he needed to be a spiritual father to me on dating and relationships. And so he basically did that. He said, I want to be your mentor on, on dating. And I kind of remember saying, oh, okay, I guess so. Right. <laughs> um, well, it did not go well, in, in part because he had no experience. Um, we didn't have a deep relationship, and my acceptance of his offer was out of a sense of obligation, not out of a sense of recognizing that this is something that could be true. Yeah. So I think, yeah. I think there are situations where you could actually say, yeah, I want to be your spiritual father, and it would work great, but it has to come from a foundation of there's a relationship established, and there's a, a sense of mutual agreement that this is a journey we want to take.
1: That's great. Yeah, there's a, and there's a lot there. I mean, we could unpack that for a long time. Um, uh, let's do this for the sake of time. Like the last last question. Um, that video that we all laughed at right before the thing was things dads never say, right? Which is kind of a tongue-in-cheek approach to that. But as we're talking about father and creating, creating a, a environments in our home, in our church, in our workplaces where the father's heart is felt. But, you know we were laughing at what dads never say but like from a from like kingdom perspective what what are the types of phrases that good fathers do say and you know i'm going to take i love you off the table because that's an easy one right so if we just went around the table real quick and you think about the type of things that you you want your kids to remember hearing you saying and even in a spiritual sense the types of things that you know, like in a community sense, what are the what are the what are the phrases or the instincts that you feel like you would want to be remembered by?
3: I can't sum this up in one phrase, but you know, we've talked a lot about identity this morning and failure and shame and um, one thing that I really want my kids to remember as they grow up and as they mature and become young men and women of God is. That it's okay to fail. That um, that that's a part of life, and that there's a way to do it well that actually will build you and strengthen you. And uh, so, I guess I would just say, it's okay.
1: Yeah.
4: Um. For me, I one of the things I guess is, if as you fill your heart with the Word, you'll find that His words come out. Come on. And that's what I found was the most powerful thing. As I filled myself, it may not come out in the form of the scripture, yeah. but if I filled my heart with what his thoughts were, then when things came, situations came up, I would find, you know, I'd walk away and go, wow, that was really good, God. I've got to write that down. You know? <laughs> that was great, Holy Spirit. And, and I guess I was thinking about this, and this is kind of a phrase I came up with of the kinds of things, as I thought back, that would come out, that they're enabling words of invitation unto the Father's upward call. Hmm. And that's the thing that I found. And they might be just one simple little thing that has doesn't sound spiritual, but it but it would bring in an, an enabling thing.
1: Yeah. Anyway, that's great. I
0: don't know. I'm swirling here as far as what, uh, but uh, what's coming to mind is just that means of g- giving the giving the kids. You know, g- giving those around you. The opportunity and 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 simply step into the risk. You know, don't don't. There's that level of well, what by doing this, what what result will come of it? But just simply not saying no. You know, yeah. it, it, it's it, it's jump. yeah, jump and and and, and figure out strengths and weaknesses and the ability to, like, what are you truly capable? I mean, you know, for myself, it's you You kind of keep the kid gloves on or you keep them protected because of your own self-limitations and because I didn't experience this or I don't have the answer for it, therefore don't. But yeah. instead, you have greater equipping, you have greater ability because of who you are and, and your your, your own skill set. I mean, for myself, it's like, I haven't already learned chess, you know, at age eight, and I'm in my 40s, and I've never taken the time. But it's like, I'll, I'll learn it to be with him, but it's still not my game, you know? It's just like that level yeah. of strategic yeah. game, it, it doesn't get me. I'm like, okay, <laughs> move on. And, and and for him, you know, it's that level of just thought yeah. that... that is is for him that you know I can either go no bud you know Dad's not interested or yes just simply yeah. figure it out so it's that, that dual level of, of self growth yeah. you know A for them but B for B for yourself so simply take that time to
1: to yeah. do it you know? yeah that's good man Dan uh,
2: I think uh, two things uh, for my daughter I would say I see you. I see you. I see who you are. I see your heart. I see your mind. I see your spirit. I see you. You are seen. Yeah. And for my son, I would say, you have what it takes. You are more than a conqueror. You are, you are more than enough.
1: Hmm. Ah, it's so good.
4: Something just came to mind that I used to say to my children, and I would say it in front of them both, you know, when they were present and absent. I would say, you're my favorite.
1: You're my favorite. Yeah.
4: And the first couple, right? exactly. And that was the point. They got it. That God is like that. We're all, that he has, he loves us all. And that, I remember the first couple times I started doing that, they were looking at which one. And I say, you're my favorite. And you're my favorite.
1: Yeah. So good. So good. Do you guys appreciate the wisdom and the encouragement here? Uh, maybe it would be fitting uh, to end our time together this morning. Um, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna ask Dan to pray a prayer of blessing over us as we grow in the Father's heart and become a community where. Um, we're, we're expressing that, we're displaying that. We believe it for ourselves. We believe the Father's heart for, for the people around us and that it leaks out in conversation. It leaks out in interactions and, uh, and that God would strengthen us as we, as, we, uh, as we do that. So if that's you today, I mean, if you, would like, if you would like to receive that encouragement, let's just take an active posture. Everybody, let's stand up together and uh, have one of our fathers pray for us.
2: That's funny, I was going to suggest the same thing, so. (laughs) Well, let's pray. Father God, I just thank you so much for fathering us, for making us your sons and daughters, and for showing us through your Father's heart what the love of Father looks like, Lord. For all of us, we are all sons and daughters of earthly fathers, also you as our Heavenly Father, Lord. And whether we've had... Uh, a good or bad experience, uh, being fathered, or whether we are doing a good or bad job fathering, Lord, we can, uh, every day is a new day, and we can turn to you, Lord, and say, Lord, I, I want to be a better father. I want to be a better son. I want to be a better mother, a better daughter, a better man, a better woman, Lord. And we can ground ourselves in who you say we are, in the identity that you have given us, Lord the declaration of who we are, that we are your sons and daughters. I declare today, on Father's Day, specifically to the fathers, I declare that uh, you will be filled with the strength of the Lord, and you will be filled with the courage that he gives you and calls you to walk in as you use your strength for good uh, in all the relationships you have with your children, with your spouse, with your friends, with your family, with your coworkers, with your church. Lord, I just thank you that you've blessed us all to be able to walk in that strength. And I declare that now, particularly over the fathers. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen, come on. So good. So. So we're, gonna, we're about to end our time here today. I do want to mention, I'm going to volunteer these guys. If, if if you have some questions or you just want to explore this conversation some more after the service, track these guys down. I know that their heart is for you. It's for this community. It's for this family. And so, um, yeah, they're, they're going to be around. Also, uh, as we end our time, we're going to have our ministry team, some ministry team members up front. If you would like prayer for anything, um, be it uh, physical conditions that you want uh, prayer for, uh, if, you, if you just need some encouragement or someone to talk to, we're going to have some people up front that are uh, around as well. And um, if you got your car washed, it sounds like you're getting it washed again outside. Um, so double, double blessing for you. Um, love you guys. Happy Father's Day. Have an awesome day. Enjoy your time with friends and family today. And have a, have a great week. We love you guys so much.